Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. And we're back with an all-new episode of Keep It. I'm Ira. I continue to do this. I guess I'm Kara this morning. You are? Oh. I'm very tired. How lucky for us. I know. <laughs> well, we had some results last week, and I think that Keep It is making change in America when no one else can. I noticed that. Scarlett Johansson dropped out of Rub and Tug. But I, by the way, I did not realize that was the name of that movie. It's that really is a horrific title. Yeah, it's gross. She released a statement. Well, her people released a statement and said that she recognizes that there is a lack of representation uh, in trans roles in Hollywood, and that she would like to do better by the LGBTQIA plus community, which definitely lets me know she did not write that. Um, <laughs> the full I can acronym ne- was I can on... never remember the full acronym, and she did. But also, she dropped out of it, and now the movie may not happen. <laughs> right. Because like, she may not produce it anymore. I kind of liked that in the statement she was like, wanted to bring this person's story to the silver screen, it, you know, but I understand it's not my place. It, it also so, sort of seemed like amazing PR, like somebody who was really with it at some agency wrote it. That said, good. We need more people like that. So, Except if the movie doesn't get made, it's like you actually took a step back for people in multiple ways. I mean, you never should have been playing that role anyway. And now the idea that like a story about a trans person doesn't get to be on film. It's like, you still are taking an L Scarlett Johansson. Mm -hmm. You dangled it in front of the trans community and now it's not happening. (laughs) Like you're so essential to the plot line that we just can't do it without you. We're really interested in trans plot lines if she's in them. After last week, Bravo also announced that they are changing the name of their show, Real Men Watch Bravo. Well, I can't imagine what kind of backlash they got over that. (laughs) People thought about it for two seconds and were over it, duh. Jesus, that was so grim. They're still making it, though, so... I mean, there's no title yet, They don't have a new title yet. Jerry O'Connell enjoys watching ladies sometimes. Jerry O'Connell live. I don't know. Anyway, coming up a little bit later in the podcast, we'll be joined by Jordan Horowitz, a producer on the film La La Land, who had a memorable moment at the Oscars. Keep It is brought to you by Barefoot Dreams. Lewis? Yes? When you see Footprints in the Sand... That was when I carried you in my Barefoot Dreams robe. Now, is that a Leona Lewis song? (laughs) No? Uh, If you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially now as the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite luxe home blanket. And while many have attempted to duplicate their blankets, robes, and more, Barefoot Dreams' fabrication and quality cannot be replicated, so don't believe the dupes. Girl, 
this blanket is it. I effing love this blanket. I'm thinking about it right now, and I want to jump in my bed, which is sponsored by something that we'll do another ad for momentarily. Get ready. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Jesus, get a life, Oprah. My God. (laughs) Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. Their products make the perfect gifts, too. Uh, I throw this thing on. I wear it like a shawl. I look exactly like Ellen Burstyn. And I am the coziest a human being can be. Because, by the way, it's still that time in Los Angeles where it's, like, pretty mild outside. And then your apartment is cold. I can't explain Mm. it. I don't know things like basic science. For Keep It listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code KEEPIT15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. <laughs> Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire... Michelle Obama to reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Doesn't the black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. (laughs) Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Sasha Baron Cohen of Borat fame is back with a new Showtime series titled Who is America? And he uses several new characters to dupe conservatives and Democrats alike to allegedly expose their hypocrisies. We actually found out that in schools it's not only important to arm the teachers, it's important to arm certain gifted children. Oh, that's great. We train from 16-year-old up to four years old. This segment of the conversation would absolutely cause heads to explode here in this country. Why? Because they will be shot? Uh, Because they're they're so prejudiced against young people having guns, and especially in a school. The only thing that stops a bad man with a gun is a good boy with a gun. Yeah, uh, even a good toddler. Exactly, a toddler, (laughs) really. The series... Isn't that great? Also, can, I was actually aware they were hypocrites already. So I don't know that I needed <laughs> stunt comedy. One of the guys is like that dick who screamed, you lie, at Barack Obama. It's yeah. like, we know he's a shitty person. You have Sarah Palin on the lineup. Like, my God, why is this woman still around? She, to me, is like Ramona Singer, where they truly look like their brain is run by bees. <laughs> they just, I can't tell that they're thinking anything coherent other than there are bees inside me. Joe Walsh is on the show. And he is a regular Twitter monster. Bernie Sanders is even in it, which, so this is where the show sort of reveals that 
Cohen's stick is outdated. It's basically him playing a character trying to convince Bernie Sanders of something that like you can make the 99% part of the 1% by just math. And Bernie is looking at him like, none of this makes any sense. What are you talking about? And it's really just like five minutes of him trying to convince Bernie of something and it doesn't work. So why is that in a TV show? Right. I, well, here's the thing. I think the show would be better if it were just basically Portlandia. If he was playing sketch characters and you know acting absurd and there was no element of, I'm going to, in an absurd way, step into real politicians' lives or real crazy people's lives and like make them look bad. Because that, to me... We, again, we're already familiar with that. We're already familiar with their shamelessness. And again, they are still not ashamed, even after he has done this shit to them. So there's no, like, takeaway. Yeah, I've always felt like Sasha Baron Cohen was not for me. Even, like, Borat, where it was like, oh, you've revealed that people all over the country are racist and awful. I'm like, yeah. I right. don't I don't know what I mean I get that for some people perhaps that might have been a surprise. I guess some people might be surprised that Joe Walsh is a terrible fucking person, but I'm like I already knew all this. So I was like I don't know what he's ever been exposing and then also I feel strongly that his audience are people who already know these things. Totally. Like anyone willing to sit down and watch the show is not going to be like Sarah Palin? Huh? So he tricked a lot of them into pretending or, you know, agreeing with the fact that we should arm toddlers in school. And then Which we're against on this podcast, I meant to say that. Are we? <laughs> we we haven't discussed it. I'm sorry. I don't mean to I don't mean to presume. I love a younger battle royale. But then all of these conservatives started coming out being like, we were duped. We were tricked. And the only funny part of this was the fact that these people were willingly admitting that they were duped by Sasha, like trying to get out in front of the story being like, oh, this was just a trick. But it's like, you said this stuff on camera. Right. Also, Joe Walsh in particular, in trying to uh, uh, get you know ahead of the story, was like, I got to own what I said. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was him being like, well, you got me. I think toddlers should be murderers. <laughs> I, I also so badly want to see him in person in the makeup because it Shocking. does not look that real to me. Like it looks, it looks weird. Awful. It looks weird. It looks like this is not a normal person. And maybe in person, listen, I don't know. Maybe in person it looks more realistic, but it doesn't seem like it does. So that's the other thing of like, you've agreed to do this very vague, I assume show. Like clearly they're not giving you tons of details besides like it's a Showtime thing about America. And then this weirdo walks in. No one in the Bernie camp was like, Hold up. He looks like a Halloween mask. Right. Like, no one stopped this. No one seemed to think it was weird, which I find so fascinating. I'm like, maybe it does look really real. Yeah. Well, also, I think the thing that is fascinating just about him in general and all the shows he does is it's more about the dynamic between who he's interviewing and the fact that they're on camera. Like, you're you're watching them piece together, like, what is this? More than you're watching them even react to what he's saying. And that's what I'm thinking about. Like, I keep thinking about the production. Because like, they're not, like... They're trying to piece together, oh, what is this show? Slash also, who is this character from White Chicks in yes. front of me impersonating a human? The person that he does that is very pro-gun is the worst of the makeup, though. Like, he looks like his face 
is falling apart. Yeah, he looks like. Do you remember? Do you know what the group Shanana is from the set? Like seventies, they were like they did like greaser covers of fifty songs. He looks like Bowser from Shanana. If Bowser's face was a foot and a half long. To the five people listening <laughs> who understand that reference, I hope you enjoyed it. it is- <laughs> All five of you. In that nursing home, they are cackling. (laughs) That Lewis, so funny. (laughs) So up to date with his references. Shanana. The the name on all the kids' lips. I also, I mean, I feel there was an article in the Daily Beast that talked about this and seems worth mentioning that one of the writers on the show is a man named Kurt Metzger, who has been accused of sexual assault a few years ago, was just generally a dick. Horrible. Um, Awful to writers like Lindy West. He made a lot of rape jokes, is just a really shitty person. The show is written, all of the writers listed on the show are men. I'm going to assume they're all white men. That involvement already is just not inspiring. I'm going to say a ton of hope for me. Sympathy. Yeah. Yeah, I just also nobody watched the show, guys. It got like 327,000 viewers. Um, So they released released, like the most important clip online anyway. So it's like, why would I tune into this? And I think they also had to be very um, sort of coy about it with the marketing and things like that. Like they couldn't make it super obvious like this show was coming because people might catch on. But um, nobody watched it anyway. I would also like to add that the title (laughs) fucking sucks. Like, who is America? It just, it's not cynical enough. I don't need the word America in titles anymore. And that's the thing. It's, again, thinking that he's exposing something we don't already know. Yeah, grim. Yeah, can he expose the difference between Isla Fisher and Amy Adams already? (laughs) Can he expose why he was in that goddamn movie, Hugo? (laughs) You have to think clocks are pretty motherfucking whimsical to get into that movie. I thought that he was going to, like, go towards real acting after Sweeney Todd. He was good in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, Or in the video for music by Madonna, my favorite rapper and comedian. Well, you know. He had a lot of opportunities. Exactly. And he is squandered. Bungled, though. <laughs> I did not even realize until Kara sent the email about Kurt Metz. Oh, yeah, being me neither. In the show. It came out after the show aired, of course. And people yeah, aren't really these articles talking about first, it. Yeah. Guys, you can publish these articles before the show comes out. I want to know who was on current staffs of shows coming up because he was an egregious case of someone that everyone was like, I hope he never works again. And you knew he was going to work again because Amy Schumer didn't even want to fire him when he was on her show. So, yeah, we're out here hiring the most aggressive assholes. I mean, like he would shout back at people like Sadie Doyle and Lindy West, you know, who are. I'm sorry. If you have a serious problem with Lindy West, you you need to get off the Internet. She's like the John Wayne of the Internet. We need her (laughs) to keep law and order. He's awful. Awful men, again, continue to continue to thrive. But it's also like, of course, this dude is writing on this show. Yeah. Like nothing. That's the thing. Like, I don't know what Sasha Baron Cohen could do in this realm other than just like going and being a decent actor. That would be surprising. Like this doesn't feel cutting edge this doesn't feel fresh like you're hiring creeps from years ago like it's all just like very old stale news and also this the parts of the character comedy that are funny are no different than what he did 13 years ago or whatever you know so it's just that doesn't feel particularly updated i I agree well sasha i don't know (laughs) i'm not gonna watch it again (laughs) i'm mad i watched it again thanks for the showtime login somebody
Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. Recently, Nicki Minaj was at the center of a internet maelstrom. No, why was she there? <laughs> this is new. She was looking for Moby Dick. Oh, I out see. In the ocean. <laughs> maelstrom. Uh, anyway, Juana Thompson, a freelance writer and self-described Nicki Minaj fan, started this entire thing by tweeting the other week, you know how dope it would be if Nicki put out mature content. No silly shit. Just reflecting on past relationships, being a boss, hardships, etc. She's touching 40 soon. A new direction is needed. <laughs> Nikki <laughs> responded first by tweeting out a list of songs that she considered to have mature content. Uh, and then she DM'd Juana, calling her a myriad of things, but mostly calling her ugly and finished with, just say you jealous, I'm rich, famous, intelligent, pretty, and go. Wana then <laughs> posted their exchange online and was set upon by the Barbs, which are Nicki Minaj's fan base. Perfect interneting, everybody. <laughs> Everyone did a good job. <laughs> this was mostly like Twitter nonsense and so like the new york times wrote about it and of course now the question is how do things like this happen and are music fans stands if you will out of control can i just say quickly i think i last saw that Nicki minaj is worth like 75 million dollars if i had half of that <laughs> the extent to which you people would never even see me hear from me haven't heard a rumor, you would all just be like, oh, where's Kara? Kara would be on a beach not worrying about anybody. Certainly not worried about random people tweeting about me in any capacity. In the article, they talk about how Twitter and it's sort of become this thing where now you can, you know, interact with celebrities and people that you like on a more even playing field and whatever. But I'm like, if you're that rich and famous, Go be rich and famous. Why are you why are you doing this? I kind of do miss the days of like fandom, whatever, 20, 25 years ago. Like, look, 
if I'm like 31 years old in the year of 1990, if I went up to like Taylor Dane on the street and was like, Taylor Dane, I Taylor love you. Dane. That's my number one. <laughs> she would spit in my mouth and slap me. That's the way it should be. That's where I belong, beneath her and her massive curls. Tell it to my open hand fist. Yes, don't rush me. Yes. Tell it to my open hand fist. Slap um, will lead you back. Right. Oh my God, you have all the titles. I'm just doing puns today. You're also a stan. <laughs> All right, the reaction is overblown. I'm sorry, Nikki, like, throw all these people or whatever. It's the kind of tweet that's pretending to be shady when it is really just petty. Like, it's like, I wish she would write about different things. You're basically telling her to be an entirely different artist, which is completely patronizing. I so I kind of understand also, Nikki's wrath. Nikki is 35. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the funniest thing about the exchange between them, by oh, the way, is that uh, when Nikki responds to her, she's like, by the way, I'm 34. Oh, no, wait. My bad. I'm 35. She had to reply again to correct herself. That's the most iconic part. Who knows how old I am? No, wait. My bad. I'm 35. But also, like, she's pushing 40. So rap about some mature shit. I think the other thing, though, is, like, unlike, you know who's wonderful at, like, the fan clapback, as she is wonderful at most things, is Rihanna. Oh, because course. Rihanna is pithy and funny, and she only does it once. She's not up here DMing people, threatening them, and calling them <laughs> ugly, because Rihanna is smoking a blunt and living her life and enjoying her wealth. Like, th that's the thing about Nikki. Nikki always has kind of gone a little too far, where if she had just sort of responded to it, even with, like, bitch on 35, it would we all would have been like, ha-ha you win because you're Nicki Minaj and instead she just like goes too far Kim Kardashian this. gets like fucking BuzzFeed articles written every time she does like the faintest of a clap back at somebody it is not that hard to get people on your side when you are going against people who are trolling you online right but Nicki spends maybe too much time interacting with her fans she knows too much about what they are always tweeting about her, which is crazy to me. Can I also say, in the New York Times article, they kept calling her Miss Minaj, which is not her name. Her last name is not Minaj, it's Mirage. And I wonder, I just like, I don't think that they got it wrong. I assumed that's what she wanted to be called. But that the New York Times kept, weren't like, no, we're going to call this adult woman by her real government last name. I found very funny. <laughs> Also, I keep thinking about what rapping about mature content is. Like, if she would put out a restrained Annie Lennox diva album. Like, what is, like, the face of what you want from Nicki Minaj? You know what I mean? But it's also Kylie is still talking about going to the club. Right. Yes. Oh, that Kylie. Kylie Minogue. Yes. Yeah. So I just feel like it's also, like, the tweet is silly, but also kind of innocuous. The thing that I found most troubling, and not that anyone goes to KarenCivil.com for serious music journalism, but... Um, <laughs> In the article, this girl had had a unpaid internship at KarenCivil.com, which is a website. They also do like social media strategy for celebrities and musicians. And they fired her because of that tweet. And it's partly because she had to sign something where she said she wouldn't disparage like anyone that they work with or might want to work with. Mm -hmm. So everyone. So there's also the problem. <laughs> Of, I mean, again, this is not like this is billboard where people are expecting serious journalism from KarenCivil.com. But if you're going to purport to be kind of a journalistic endeavor and you're writing articles like this is the kind of shit that really undermines everything. And it's a larger issue of just like 
the idea that understanding like what you're consuming and like who's writing it and like are these people just like doing advertisements for artists and things like that seems very troubling perhaps if more so if it were not karensibble.com they yeah. also <laughs> fully embarrassed themselves by one of the people who works for Karen Civil being like we're firing her from her unpaid internship <laughs> it's like she would write articles for y'all for free <laughs> like why would you expose yourselves like that it just made everybody look a damn everyone fool, looked dumb including the stands who you know were taking photos from Juana's Instagram of her four-year-old child and calling that child ugly Ugh. it's just like you can defend your fave without being a lunatic I mean if you are not putting food in my mouth money in my hand, or a roof over my head. I will be goddamned if I'm out here sleuthing to say mean things about someone <laughs> on your behalf. Are you crazy? I'm also literally picturing a website putting food in your mouth now, and it's really <laughs> a shocking image. Also, uh, there was a BuzzFeed article about how like stan culture often produces like meaningful conversations between pop fans. And I want to say, that is, that is, <laughs> yeah, that's true some of the time. But like... Here's my problem with stands. I hate stands who are fans of only one thing because then it becomes their entire identity. Then they can't discuss things constructively. They can't acknowledge the, you know, the merits of other artists and stuff. And I just want to say, if you're going to be a fan of pop music, you need a whole cluster of people you're a fan of. Otherwise, I think you're psychotic. So uh, Those same people went after Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye because he, What a menace. I know, right? He tweeted that he was surprised Nicki Minaj would cover... Harper's Bazaar, Russia, you know, considering Russia is out here hacking our elections <laughs> at the moment. And the stands once again were like, America's out here ruining other countries too. Why don't you attack any other artist that goes on an American cover? And I'm like, this is why I don't like stand culture, because they cannot have constructive conversations. I can love Nicki Minaj and also say, Chun-Li's a little bit racist, and maybe you shouldn't have been on the cover of a Russian magazine this week. Right. <laughs> while Hold Trump off. and Putin are hanging around with each other. Maybe don't be wait on the, a bit. Don't be on the Chechnya Times this week. <laughs> Can you hold off? <laughs> she's also done shit like this before. She's performed for that dictator in Angola, I think. Um, and not to say, listen, other pop stars have performed for dictators, and we don't love it. Um, but she just always seems to double down. That's her Justin thing. Justin Timberlake is always, a dictator. She, <laughs> Nikki always doubles down in a way that, like, if you just, again, didn't say any fucking thing... You could skate by because people want to like you and just sort of kind of want to forget about this bullshit anyway. But she has to just talk. And then it's like now now it's a whole thing, girl. Just like be quiet. Let your rolling around on the floor at the BET Awards speak for itself, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Don't DM people because you know they're going to repost That's it. That's the other thing. The way celebrities, <laughs> when they slide into people's DMs, I'm like, you might as well just tweet it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Like, you know this is going to get screened. You think this is going to be secret? You think you're dragging this girl, calling her ugly, can't remember your own damn age, and she's not going to share that with the world? Give me a break. That is very weird. Why would you DM somebody like, oh, you're ugly? Just keep that to yourself. Oh, you, you're ugly. Good, good night. Bye-bye. Uh, if you can't even text Kanye West in safety, you sure as hell can't tweet a random stranger right. on Twitter and expect it not to go up. That's my favorite Aesop's Fable moral right there. <laughs>
where you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. The Emmy nominations brought a lot of fantastic surprises. Sandra Oh becoming the first Asian American to receive the Best Actress in a Drama nomination. Or any acknowledgement whatsoever. Isn't that wild? I know. (laughs) Don't even get me started on Sandra Oh. Literally just like a floor littered with Grey's Anatomy nominations and no wins. Right. Isn't that weird? Because you know who the only winner on that show was? Catherine Heigl. Moving on. I knew that, I have to say. (laughs) The deer didn't win anything that she operated on. Uh, Issa Rae was also nominated for Best Lead Actress in a Comedy. And women were very represented as comedy creators. But as far as dramas, the creators are still white men, except for Lisa Joy, co-creator of Westworld. So... To discuss that, um, just that specific. <laughs> our first straight white man to be on Keep It. Wow, are is you? That, is that true? I think it is. What, a, what an Jordan honor. Horowitz. What an honor, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Horowitz, executive producer of the Star series counterpart and co-writer of the film Fast Color with his wife Julia Hart. Thanks for joining us, Jordan. I will uh, I will accept that mantle. Just history being made left and right today. <laughs> left and right today. Left and right today. Uh, how, how are you guys? We're great. How are you? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Are you a big Emmy fan? Well, um yeah, I mean I watch the Emmys and I certainly watch a, a lot of television. I actually have I have a show that did not get nominated. <laughs> so um, actually, it got one nomination for best title sequence. Um, Holler! So there you go. Wait, is that a real it's a category? It's not like it, it's not a televised category, but it is a real category. Oh yeah. my god, that's actually changing my life because I was watching. I've been watching Secession uh-huh. on HBO, and it is the longest title sequence. Oh, yeah. I have ever seen. It is so unbelievably long. Yeah. And I was like, why is this so long? But knowing that there's an award there for it. There is an award for best title sequence. That completely makes there, sense. There is. There's an award for every. There are like 712 Emmys. There, oh I mean, God. I don't know. I pulled that number out of nowhere. <laughs> it's not a real number. But Lewis, there are how a, many are there? There are a lot of Emmys. I, do I wish mean, I knew. There's that crazy creative arts Emmys yeah, where there, the ceremony is like 11 it, hours it's, long. And it's, it's like two days long. Yeah. It's, it's two days of 11 hour days or something insane like that. That's where but, they give out the awards that will not be televised. But it's also, yeah, exactly. And they also give it all the, the craft awards. They yeah. give out the cinematography awards. And if you think about it, there's a cinematography award for every one of those categories. So there's a craft award oh, for God. every one of like half hour comedy, hour long drama, television movie, you know, reality oh. show, what, all that stuff. There's there are crafts awards inside of each of those categories, and they well. all have so, a team to thank. Exactly, it's a long, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, but yeah, no, we uh, unfortunately the show's counterpart, this J.K. Simmons show. I um, really like counterpart. Well, thank you, I appreciate it. I, I also really like it. Um, <laughs> I was I was very happy with the show, but you know it's it's 
there just wasn't enough awareness of the show, it's and maybe maybe this time. helps. Yeah, it's, right. it's too it's, out of its time. People, it's the bionic people, of TV. People will come to it eventually. There's it's also, just you know, there's it's it's not on HBO. It's yeah. not on Netflix. Yeah, um, there's also 28 million television. shows. Exactly, there are 20 million <laughs> television shows. There's 22,000 people in the TV Academy. Yeah, and at the end of the day, the the biggest hurdle for Emmy nominations is the first biggest hurdle is awareness. Right yeah. you now, and if there's no awareness with a group that large, it's really hard to kind of penetrate it all. Can I just ask a question about J.K. Simmons? Yeah, of course. Is every <laughs> is every pain on his body like adamantium steel? He just is like <laughs> He's, the sleekest. It's it's really unbelievable. Yeah, I just it's feel like you would touch him and you would be like yeah. bouncer back across the room. Yeah, he is. Um, he he is he is in shape. Yeah. <laughs> and very very talented. Yeah, he's he's terrific on the show too. I, I think that's I'm most disappointed that his performance wasn't recognized in the show because I think he's really good. Well, I guess what is it even like preparing as a producer yeah. going into Emmy season as opposed to going into Oscar season? It's it's really interesting, and a lot of it has to do with the size of the uh, of the voting body, right? Because the the Academy voting body is much smaller, and so you can be a lot more targeted mm. uh, with um, with with your campaigning. You can right? go door to door. You can go door to door. You can literally there you can you can literally call names on a list. I mean it's not legal, but like but literally you you can see Don't who's actually Leo. you can see who's on the list of the when it's twenty two thousand people you you just can't do that, yeah. which is why it's this much more nebulous thing. You sort of do the same thing in terms of PR and people working and, and getting out and you know, there's that same set of awards pundits and all of those people that you do. And you do you do you do that sort of traditional PR. You do an outdoor campaign, like a four year consideration campaign. You do radio stuff. You do you do you try to hit all of the the different places that people are are paying attention. But you know what what's different with TV is when there isn't an awareness that PR stuff doesn't have a landing pad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so JK actually had a lot of really good PR for the show um, mm-hmm. for Counterpart. I, I thought he did a lot of you know he was on a lot of those roundtables. He did a lot of panels. Um, we did a lot of screenings. It was a really good response to the show, and I think it it raised the awareness of the show in the context of 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 just that Emmy you know that Emmy campaign. But unfortunately, um, the show just didn't have a ton of eyeballs going in and you know I, I'm sure we raised the awareness a little bit but just not enough to get it fully hooked in but do you know what I you know, find particularly crazy about the Emmys is that the nominations come out in July and then the show is not for another two yeah months. it's a long time it's, it's like we'll see you time. in another season yeah. when we actually <laughs> get time. to the damn Emmys <laughs> yeah I only had two real hopes for the Emmys. I tweeted this. You can find the tweet like months ago when the episode came out. I was like, Cat Williams deserves an Emmy nomination for his guest role in Atlanta. He was so good Hmm. and so just like unhinged and ridiculous. And I was like, Cat also because you know that's not that far from who Cat Williams is in his soul, (laughs) which I love. But he did get nominated and I'm so excited for him. And I also, I thought American Vandal was the funniest thing created in the year 2017. Oh yeah, It was great. It was so. I don't even. And they did a little campaign for that. They too. did. They, they got, definitely did. They got. I don't remember the nominee. They got something because I think it was listed as a limited series. Did, did they get best title sequence too? Oh my yeah. god! They probably should have. <laughs> oh my god! I'll have to check. Um, but I'm glad they got some recognition because I like. I don't like dick yeah. jokes, and the show. No, was I know. Just what one long dick joke? When that show was, uh, I remember I was at dinner and someone told me about that show, mm-hmm. and I was like, "There's literally no way this show <laughs> is is good." Um, and I th- there's an. 
earnestness. Yes. There's just like a sincerity and authenticity that they approach it with. Yeah. And obviously, and obviously it's funny and smart. Yeah. But, like, but it is, those kids are all amazing. The kids like, are the amazing. The performances are legitimately great. They're amazing. Yeah. And it was like the just the right amount of like satire to yeah. sort of the true crime yeah. genre where um, you sort of, they got to get some good jabs in. It was not heavy handed. It was so funny in yeah, just like great. the dumbest way and I loved it. Yeah. Agreed. You know what I also kind of stand for? I brought this up in the show before I believe but Versace got a whole bunch of nominations including Ricky Martin is now an know, Emmy nominated actor. Is that true? Yeah. I mean I'm happy to live in this universe. <laughs> I don't know if I needed him to get that nomination but he is I mean he is like buttery gold at all times and that is my favorite color. Huh. So And in all white. He's like wearing or is oh, it, yes. he's yeah, wearing it, a lot of he's wearing versaciness. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. You know, he's could be close to an ecot. That's right. By the way, I just saw Darren Chris on the street the other day. What a tiny little snack. <laughs> do, just, just FYI. <laughs> All right. Do we? Think, do you guys think that John Legend is going to ecot? Because he Ooh, he for, did this in for sure in like two minutes. It feels for like sure. I feel like yeah. he did this. Overnight, like yeah. in the last three years, yeah, yeah, you're like, oh my god, you're about to egot out of nowhere, yeah. John Legend, like, who used to sing books with, on Kanye. Songs. I did work you with, worked John. with John on yeah. a little known film. I, I did, called La La La. I did, I did, an art house picture, yes. an art house picture. <laughs> called I, I, I mean, listen, I'm it was the talk still of the still trying to raise cinema. awareness. So, um, yeah, no, he's uh, he's he's a wonderful guy. Yeah, um, in like a really day, yeah. like he's fully gonna egot, and we're gonna be like, yeah, John Legend, how did you do that? Like as soon as he started trying. Yeah, he just he, did it. He just did it. That that makes sense. That no, seems right. Yeah. No, wait, I have a question now. Yeah. Do you are you traumatized by award shows now? I mean, truly, can you even think no, about you know, them after it, your amazing no. one of a kind story? <laughs> it's um you know, it's it 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 put awards shows in perspective for me in a really kind of wonderful way. Um it, it you know, I try to do stuff like the work that I do, I try to to focus on um the, the process of doing the work and kind of invest my success and failure in what that process right. is, right? Uh, because I can't control how people receive my work once it's done and, you know, put out into the world. So the thing that I can control is the people I work with, how we do the work, right? Um, and when you're in a, the awards show, you know, bubble and, and that that roller coaster of, of preparing for award shows, it gets very binary and you start to live in the expectations of will you win or will you lose, right? And you forget about the process, it, you sort of, you start to live in, in this projection of, of what's going to happen as opposed to what actually is happening. Um, because you think that's okay. Because like, it's an award show. You're either going to win or you're going to lose. <laughs> that, that it's like, it's super yeah. binary. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to let myself feel like what I'm going to feel like I'm going to win, what I'm going to feel like. So you prepare yourself for it. But then when that, when even that is kind of blown up in your face and you can't rely on those things being binary it sort of you you kind of you're like oh yeah that was just a reminder that even that is a is a process related event you can't you can't get lost in the expectations of what it's going to be and it's it really doesn't you have no control over it and it does not matter right um, nothing and matters. so nothing matters nothing so the matters. end of the day what i'm saying <laughs> is nothing matters guys um, i i look at pictures of blow Fiona, it all up the hippo and yeah. just think nothing matters yeah. <laughs> this is all made up but yeah it's it's you know it's it's great it's great to get recognition but also having been inside it you see the machine that it takes to you know i was talking about awareness right like that is Awareness has a lot to do with how much money people are willing to spend promoting your show, totally. right? Yeah. And the, at the end of the day, you can do incredible work and 
you know, they didn't spend money in the right place or they didn't spend enough money and people just don't know what the show is or mm-hmm. they don't know what the movie is or they don't, you know, it, and we live in a world where things can be discovered, which is great, but that sometimes takes a lot of time. You know, award shows are about what's aware, what people are aware of and liking in that particular moment for a variety of reasons. And so, you know, that's sort of how I approach them now. Um, it's a healthier way to live. What? Even with the Emmys and yeah. Oscars, you know, it's sort of decided this is sort of Oscar material. Things, things are anointed. This so I, is Emmy material. It's what that's I why noticed. HBO had their 17-year exactly, streak exactly. that was finally it, broken this year. You know, it's it's different. With, with the movies, there are movies that feel anointed. Um, and because... Mm-hmm. Because it's a different crop of movies every year, you know, there are different movies that are anointed coming from different places, from different people. With television, there's a little bit of things have been anointed in the past, so they'll continue to be anointed going forward, Mm -hmm. Um, which, again, I think feeds into that awareness thing just because in the past they got nominated because they came from an HBO or a Showtime or or a Netflix or whatever, and people are super aware of them, and then season to season... It's a little bit, uh, not to say that I'm not passing judgment on any of the shows, but just it's a little bit of an autopilot for for the Academy of saying, well, this show was nominated last year, so of course it's going to be nominated this year, mm-hmm. right? I'll you look at judgment. it and it's Hello yeah. Modern Family that was nominated <laughs> 175 years, times, which an, it was an amazing it was an show, amazing show for yeah. like the first four uh, agreed, years, agreed, and then agreed. it was like enough, enough. But then of it kept getting already. nominated because people get, were aware of it. Yeah, it, it happens in both categories. Yeah, it's happening it's a little bit less. Year. It, it's happening less in in comedy, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in drama, I just think it's it's really impenetrable, especially for se- first season shows, especially for first season shows that aren't on giant networks that are willing to really put the money. in. Comedy to tends them. to have so, more of a turnover, a little bit of a turnover, exactly. And dramas, it's like, well, these HBO shows and these AMC shows like are yeah. going to be nominated. Yeah. I think yeah. every drama nominated this year has been nominated has been before, nominated or before. it was at least not their first season. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but in comedy, you had things like Glow, you know, yeah, um, which I loved. Um, Betty Gilpin, she is awesome. I have not seen show. the second season of that no, show yet, but I've heard so the second season. I heard the second season is great, amazing. Yeah, that's what I, I just heard. finished it. Yeah. No, not a night. comedy. I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, great show. I would not call it a comedy. No, when like Tony Collette wins for United States of Terror, I'm like, this is somebody with a disorder that could kill her. <laughs> uh, I was also very excited for uh, Viola Davis to get nominated oh, for, Sc- for Sc- Scandal oh. for playing Annalise Keating in an episode of Scandal I because I want her to beat. Um, Wait, Kelsey, Kelsey Graham. Graham. Oh, Kelsey Graham. He was the first actor who was nominated three times for the same character. Ah. Um, and what Wings. was the third? Wings he was nominated you for. Yes. Amazing. Frasier and Shears. You yeah. think I haven't seen Wings? I, just, I didn't know if you knew the <laughs> Emmy the Emmy trivia. Uh, but I, I know that I used to watch Wings late night. All right. I used Don't to, come I, for me with I TV. also used to watch Wings late night. <laughs> Wait, Crystal, Very sorry, what's much. her name? The woman on the show. Oh, now you don't watch Wayne. Crystal Galore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yes, yeah. she's great. I love her. Crystal yeah. Waters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordan, mostly, what is it like for you in the industry since you've become, you know, the Oscars happen, and then on Twitter now you've become more politically active. Uh, you know, it's funny if you go back and look at my. Um, Twitter feed before that, I was also politically active. She's a lot of less people listening. <laughs> now people know. <laughs> yeah, now, now, now there's just more people listening. So, yeah. Does it was, that affect funny. how people I, perceive you? For or? sure. Oh, for sure. It's, it's, it's always easier going into places w- when people um, have an expectation of how you're going to 
to behave or be, right? Um, so in, in the work that I do, it's a lot of, just as a producer, it's a lot of people management, right? And so um, there's an expectation that like, oh, J Jordan will be fair. Jordan will will tell us what the truth of this situation is, you know. <laughs> and so, as a producer, that's actually really that's a nice thing to be to have as a as a, like a tool in my toolkit. You know, it's the ability to kind of just like come in and say, actually, this is this is the direction we're going to head in, right? So that's been really helpful. You know, I can I can call whoever I need and and generally get a return call. So that's <laughs> that's a big positive. Um, uh, that's helpful. It's it's funny. I wear a hat a lot, but when I don't wear a hat, um, people tend sometimes recognize yeah, me, yeah. but often recognize me and they're like, hey, <laughs> I know now that it's been like two years since that happened, I get a lot of people coming up to me being like, I, I, we've met. I totally know you. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe. And they're like, no, no, you know my friend Greg. And I'm like, I, I don't know that I know your friend Greg. <laughs> and then eventually, eventually they're like, what? Oh, I know who you are. And then, or sometimes they're it's, like, I don't know who you like, are. They're like, you know my just friend Faye Dunaway. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. It's like the way I always think I know Seth Rogen at Coffee Commissary. Right. Where I'm like, do I know this guy? And yeah, then I'm like, it's no, it's, and then he opens his mouth. I'm like, oh no, it's Seth fucking Rogen. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like a, like a, it's just a familiarity. Yes. Um, and I get that, especially when I'm not, when I'm, you know, I, I'm, Showing my bald head around. That, Stay approachable, know. I said. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're gonna flash back to that moment every year, forever. So forever. people very, will always. I think have very. They know you. I have very darkly said that I have. Um, I have at the very least solidified my place and photograph in the in memoriam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What are you um, working on next? Uh, I'm about to go. My, my wife is a filmmaker. She's yes, a director. She um, and. We're about to go make um, a movie for Disney called Star Girl. Star Girl. Star Girl. Counterpoint season Counterpart, two. Yeah. Counterpart. Counterpart season, season two. two. Yeah. You're doing it all. Yeah, doing it all. And then I, you know, I, I, I have a bunch of television develop, uh, development happening too. Um, the show with with Damien actually uh, at uh, at Apple that we're doing. La La Land, the TV series. La La Land, the TV show. Yeah, <laughs> the animated uh, adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I like that. That's actually a really Adrian Barbeau as the Emma, Emma Stone role. Um, <laughs> the amount of times I seriously get pitched on Twitter for like a La La Land prequel or sequel is you'd be surprised. Just and I'm like, I don't. That's not how it works. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us, George. Thanks for having me. I really I appreciate being the first uh, straight white man on the show and the, so, and the last. And the last. First and then never again. Well, uh, I hope finally we had our moment in the sun. Yeah. Indeed, you did your people proud. Yeah. So there you go. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.
And now for the segment that we love to get to at the end of the show, it's Keep It. Lewis, you're staring at me like you want to either talk about, I don't know, Jody Picoult or... <laughs> okay. I'm not a Jody Picoult person. I'm a Jody Watley person. Thank you, bitch. Okay. Uh, first of all, keep it to myself for not being able to remember the name Crystal Bernard from Wings. We love you, Queen. Second of all, keep it to... I've just been inundated with these this week. Instagram pictures of unicorn po- pool floaties. <laughs> unicorn, the gays are doing a lot. That's what them. I'm saying. Unicorn pool floaties are the Hamilton playbills of gay thirst <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> I have seen them a few times now. Let me just say something. When you're on a unicorn pool floaty, first of all, I can't even see your abs or like your torso crevices or whatever I should be seeing. So already you're failing. Second of all, <laughs> unicorns are not awesome. They just are horses that look like cookies. That is it. Also, they're not real. They're not real. (laughs) And also, just the amount of people who bring up unicorns as if it gives them a personality. No, bringing up unicorns is the lowest form of gay personality. You know what's actually cool? Real horses. You know what real horses will do? Be mean. That's what I like. They shoot them, don't they? That's All right, you may not bring up Jane Fonda references. (laughs) That is only my job. Find another kind of floaty. I don't know. Do we? Maybe we need to diversify our flotation devices. You're not into the thirst traps. Well, no, I'm into Lewis thirst traps. Lewis loves a thirst I know trap. He, he doesn't like these thirst uh. traps. That's what I'm saying. Be inventive, people. Give you know? Lewis some thirst traps he can marvel over. Arrange yeah. your nipples yes. in a new way for me. Yes. 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 Yeah. yes. Yeah, get, just get to work, everyone. Throw on that Speedo again, Lewis, and take that Instagram. I usually just borrow other people's. <laughs> How about that, sweetie? <laughs> Kara, what are you keeping this with? Um... You'll be surprised. It has to do with wrestling. <gasps> I don't know much about this. I saw this. I'm going to assume this is real. That Hulk Hogan oh, is this being is trash. Yes. Reinstated. reinstated into, first of all, the WWE Hall of Fame. I don't know how you have the nerve to have a Hall of Fame <laughs> when the outcome of these matches were written by a group of people. I don't know how that's determined, but he was reinstated. Star power. Right. <laughs> He was reinstated after he was kicked out because he is a horrible racist piece of shit. And um, they brought him back in because, I don't know, nobody cares anymore because apparently that audio isn't still out in the world. I don't know the rationale. This is not a real Hall of Fame. You could have just kept him out to just make it kind of clear that you sort of think that him screaming the N-word a bunch of times is not, like, a cute thing to do. And if, you know... You you brought WWE into our our life. You forced it in once, right? And uh, and if I had been at all open to it, then I would be closed off now. But luckily, I I rejected it then, and I rejected now. Listen, the WWE is very problematic. I was very upset by this news, particularly because. China is not in the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, and what because, woman because, fucking because is? Because she did porn in the past. No. And Vince McMahon is more concerned about people Googling China and finding porn than he is people Googling Hulk Hogan and finding him saying nigga a bunch of times. So... By the way, Kara, you know that we were in Mexico City. Yes. I I was out somewhere. We went to wrestling. I saw. This bastard took me to wrestling. (laughs) Guess what? I'm not the same after sitting through that shit. I loved it. He was cheering at one point. I had to enjoy myself. (laughs) You want me to sit there and like glower like Claire Danes? Uh, You loved every moment. I had, there were moments, but it's so, it's like watching choreography. It was like watching a Paul Abdul video. Which is fine. Like, I don't, I (laughs) feel like. 
I do feel like wrestling people get mad at you when you're like, it's not real, which I mean, fine. I, I truly do not care. I think having a Hall of Fame for it is a little silly. <laughs> um, and also, like, if this is going to be made up, maybe make up some people who aren't awful racist. There's that. Try that. Well, you know why they took him back? He's gorgeous. <laughs> the hottest man I've ever seen. He looks like he's about to blow up every time. Like, a pop like a balloon every time I see that man. <laughs> my keep it is Andy Cohen's Instagram. That's where I get all my news. What are you talking about? I have... You know what? I've had enough of this man. Uh, first, he started waging a war with the city of New York over the trash that was in the street, which, welcome to New York, bitch. <laughs> now, Instagram has that annoying questions. Um, I may have enjoyed that feature, yes. Uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> your seven-hour tour <laughs> uh, of ask, answering questions about the carpenters. Um, no, Andy Cohen started answering questions. Uh, and, you know, you don't have to answer every question that's asked of you. Definitely But not. one person asked him, have you ever had sex with a black guy before? And he responded with just, like, a thumbs-up picture and smiling. And I'm like... You know what, Andy? I've had enough of you. <laughs> Talk about a question you don't need to answer. Also, you don't need to yeah. answer it. Keep it to the whoever asked that to. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, have you ever slept with a black guy, Andy? Maybe you want to sleep with me. Like, what is this? You, it's creepy. W- 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 that is bizarre and pathetic. And it sounds like just something Andy would do anyway. Uh, and I think I need to just unfollow him already. I always say that he... Uh, I always think, like, what deal with the devil did he make to become the person he is? And I realize, no, people make deals with him. He's the devil. <laughs> the devil and Andy Cohen. How about that short story? The He's same him person. from the Powerpuff Girls. Yes, him, yes. <laughs> Zordon from Power Rangers. Zordon was the good guy. It's yeah, Lord Zed. Lord Zed, sorry, sorry, sorry. Zordon was just in the big tube. Ugh, and you call yourself. Uh, an astete. Yes. <laughs> All right, that is our show. Next week, Lewis, I'm finally getting rid of you. Well, you promised it for a long enough time. It's nice you could pull through on one goddamn thing in this universe. <laughs> but also, you got rid of Kara too, you moron. <laughs> yes, it's because next week I will be in New York recording with two friends of mine, Doreen St. Felix, a writer at The New Yorker, and we used to host a little podcast together called Speed Dial at MTV News. We will also be joined by Call Your Girlfriends, Aminatu So. I hope those unsuspecting rubes tolerate the poem about whatever wrestling or Dallas you have prepared that you wouldn't use with me and Kara. Still, I rise. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue. 
panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. 